Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast, recorded February 20th, 2022. My name's Eric. I'm the host of the show. I'm an, I'm based in Southern Ontario. I'm a hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. As a first responder, I've witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events. I started a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared to look after themselves for at least 72 hours. Hi, my name is Redacted, and I'm a Redacted... <laughs> Who in his spare time enjoys Redacted. Hi guys, I'm Brad. I'm in Eastern Ontario. I've been in preparedness in some way since the ice storm in 98. I've been constantly trying to better myself and everything I do here. <laughs> oh, if you want to help support the show, keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air. You can buy some swag. We have both the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the tactical Velcro patch at www.com. Prepperpodcast.ca. All the proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. That, and if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. So basically, take all of the advice we're going to give you tonight, ball them up, throw them in the garbage, get on social media, like the thing, send a review. Or you could also send an email at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Good or bad. <laughs> Uh, we have some low-key content for you this episode. We're going to start off with some recent news, update our personal preps, and then we'll get into our main topic, OPSEC. Uh, I put a couple of things in here that are completely irrelevant to preparation, uh, simply because this is our sesquicentennial episode. I had to look that up uh, and use Google Pronounce to figure out how to say it. Uh, but the, <laughs> uh, the Pembroke Curling Club uh, kicks off its 150th, uh, 150th season. Uh, nice. as well as Concord University in West Virginia is celebrating its sesquicentennial as well. Wow. Um, so those are congratulations to those people. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's well, a my wife's, my wife's uncle is uh, a big curler, and I know he's been up to Pembroke a bunch of times, and that's pretty cool that there they're celebrating go. 150. That's awesome. Oddly it's enough, to there see was some a things. conversation about curling today when I was out, and a bunch of people have not heard or watched of the movie Men with Brooms, which you should because it's hilarious. Absolutely, <laughs> I think I think that should be required watching for like that should be part of the citizenship test. Yeah, if you're going to become absolutely. a Canadian, yep, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So I, I just had an unconfirmed report here. The wife just showed me a uh, a notice here. Derek Snow. An MP of some sort or something just got arrested trying to get to Parliament this afternoon. Interesting. Good. Former politicians belong in jail. <laughs> exactly. Maybe this was one less on the street, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe if he had followed the advice we're going to give later, he would not have been spotted and he wouldn't have been arrested. That's true. That is true. Welcome back, Kyle. We missed you. Ian misses you as well. We're uh, we're reasonably confident he'll be back next week, but uh, he is he is out uh, making uh, making the world a better place right now. Um, Gavin, anything for the sorry redacted anything for the uh, <laughs> already? Uh, <laughs> no, I guess Whoops. what have I done? I, I'm not really not worried about uh, for, for the news. Anything for that? I uh, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on i think everyone is either completely inundated <laughs> with it or they don't care so no i've got nothing all right uh, so what we've done lately for preps brad 
Uh, a lot of work, actually. I had all of January off. <coughs> don't ever do that. Don't ever take a month off of work. It got really boring. I've never taken a month last... off of anything. What's that? I don't think I've ever taken a month off of anything. Yeah, it was the first time I've ever done it. Been working probably every day. Well, a few little vacations here and there. My honeymoon included. Um, since I was about 16, 17, maybe 18-ish. I've worked nonstop. Like I said, a few days off here and there. Two weeks off from my honeymoon eight years ago. Other than that, it's been just nonstop. But I was able to do it and saving some pennies, putting some putting some bills aside. And it was it's slow for transportation in Ottawa for what I do in January, so it took the whole month off. But since I got back, it's just been go, go, go. And then uh, the first day I was back was the first Monday of the uh, the protest downtown. So that was really fun. And then, uh, yeah, a few trips downtown in the last little while since I've been on and since the truckers have been down there. That was uh, fun and interesting trying to get around everything and all the detours in a big flatbed truck when there's hardly any room down there. Something I can personally attest to that <laughs> that we, we walked around quite a quite a bit. Um, but that was fun. Yeah. Did some fuel rotation. Found out the hard way just this past week that my generator has died. Tried starting it a bunch of times and took the uh, the air filter off. And there is a lot of oil saturated inside the air filter. I have a feeling the rings are gone on it. Hey, uh, I know a guy. Yeah, I know I know a couple of guys actually. <laughs> I <laughs> just haven't haven't needed to to go out and replace it yet, but that's this uh, the big thing this week is to go and buy a brand new one, source one out, see what I need, see what I want to get anyways for the price, and uh, go and pick one up, make sure everything's good with it, and get the other one maybe looked at. I know Gavin, you had sent me a a link yeah. to a guy before. I went and actually talked to him on Friday. Seems like a pretty good guy. I have a few other generators to come and bring him, and uh, I think I'm going to go and bring some into him this week and see what happens. Awesome. So that's that was my week. I, as, other than that, it's been go 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 go. So yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, mostly working, some family commitments. Uh, we did have a little bit of snow. Got to got to run the snowblower. Uh, managed to um, damage, then repair my brand new uh, garage door. That was entertaining. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> I I thought I, I thought I was getting ahead of the weather by parking my parking my truck in the garage. First time I put it inside and broke the door. Um, so then I had to take uh, had to take my wife's car to work instead. Um, but that gave me an opportunity to rotate some jerry cans of fuel, uh, and that's about it. It's been uh, it's been a hectic week. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't done a, a whole lot, although I guess the one thing uh, I did do was um, allegedly travel to Ottawa last weekend where I had the opportunity to allegedly meet Brad and, and Pierre. Um, so that was good. So extending my circle of people I've met in real life, which is always <laughs> beneficial. Um, and then that also kind of gave me the opportunity to kind of go through um, some of the stuff that we're going to talk about later, I think, and, and make sure that like I had all of the things on me that I might need. So a situation that I'm in go completely sideways, at least all of the things that I'm legally allowed to have on me should a situation <laughs> go completely sideways. Yeah. Well, 
And on on that topic, uh, or on that on that uh, on that note, let's move into the main topic. So uh, tonight we're talking about OPSEC, operational security, and counter surveillance. Uh, yeah, and other well, and along with others. I guess with OPSEC is is PERSEC. Those are two things. So like operational security is the the thing that you are doing basically, and PERSEC is personal. So you and your information, which are sometimes the same thing, but not always. Mm-hmm. And th- and this can this can be either very broad or or hyper specific depending on where you are what you're doing. So um, per second opsec in a in a in a broad term can be the exact opposite of what we're doing right now, which is putting our faces on the internet and talking about things that upset people. Um, but um, it can also be very very specific in terms of um, you know going to a place where there might be people that may wish harm. And making sure that you have plans and means in place to overcome that harm should it be attempted upon you. Yeah. Yeah. So why why is this important? Um, about a hundred reasons, uh, maybe more. But the first I'm one that I can say, think of, if not more, if not more, <laughs> yeah. um, one of the one of the things that we're seeing is, um, for example, um, people who uh, donated money to GoFundMe and later give send go. Uh, because they're all being identified through their IP addresses and their emails and what have you, um, they're now all subject to potentially um, yeah. fines and charges under the Emergencies Act. Yeah, or not even just that, but I mean, you know, some people, while you know the the government sanctioned penalties and everything is one thing, sometimes the the social pressures and everything. So. This is obviously a topic that has divided, you know, friends and family and coworkers, and mm-hmm. some people have maybe trying to, you know, fly under the radar with how they feel about it and what they support, and have donated to this this cause sort of secretly, and now this list is out there, and you know, different people are publishing it in different places and highlighting, you know, all kinds of information, and if your name's on it, you know, and you're relative or your best friend finds out and you know that could be could have some some consequences to it that are beyond the the government you know penalties so and if you and if you and your employer for example also have opposing views on such things um that could also be uh that could also be an issue yeah yes don't talk politics at work well yeah and i mean not even that but like there's a lot of people that um it was easier, I guessing, for all of us when we were younger, and the internet wasn't really a thing, and social media wasn't a thing, and people didn't have cell phones with cameras on it. So, when we did something stupid, uh, it wasn't out there. But yeah, nowadays, the things I did, you do something stupid, and it gets out there. And a lot of the times, people, you know, myself included, at times, have done something stupid on purpose and put it out myself onto the internet. Um, so yes, don't do don't do what I do. Do the opposite of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there and and that that can also be part of of counter surveillance or countermeasures is um, intentional release or in, or controlled release of specific information. Um, yeah. whether that's disinformation or um, or reality, just to just to create a specific image or a specific. A list of specific response. It doesn't have to be false uh, to get what you want. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 No. Absolutely. Like if there if there's 
you know, there's a couple of different ways that people can do stuff like this is either you don't put any information out there at all, which is incredibly difficult, or you're a little bit more selective, or you just have like information diarrhea of all shapes and sizes <laughs> and conflicting yeah. things that come out all at once. So that like, if people want to Google your political stance on something, well, if you have multiple social media accounts that all use your name and they come up with, you know, so-and-so is in favor of this, but then also at the same time, so-and-so is not in favor of this exact same thing. What do you believe? And, and all of those things. So there's disinformation can be a huge part of your sort of personal security when it comes to the digital age. Because mm -hmm. yeah, being off the grid is almost impossible these days if you want to live any sort of normal life. It's also highly suspicious. People who yes. don't exist at all stand out just as much as people who blend in. Or yeah. stand out just as much as people who have very opposing views mm -hmm. to the norm. Well, and that's yeah. sort of how, um, from conversations that I have had with guys that work with CSIS and do some stuff that's way cooler than I do, that's actually how they're finding uh, people that that actually know one another by the connections that they don't have on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so like if you and I grow up in the same place at the same time, there's things that we should on social media share, like we would be friends or we would like the same things or check into the same places. But when people are actively trying to not associate with somebody, that's a flat like a red flag that pops up for some of these people and it's the oh well it's so obvious that they're trying to hide it that they're actually now looking for the things that people don't have in common when they should versus the things that people do have in common Interesting. We, uh, I mean, that's a pretty common search tactic too, right? Like when we're when we're looking for somebody, what you don't see can be just as important as what you do see. Yeah. Um, same same kind of concept. Um, I have to award a few points to not CSIS. Uh, <laughs> <just for> the, <laughs> yes. Excellent name. So as long as yes. you're actually not CSIS and not not CSIS, you're welcome. Um, but that's uh, yeah. you, know, you definitely definitely get points for that one. Um, yeah. Every everything everything that we talk about that we're going to talk about tonight is like stuff that we don't do. Well, yeah, I guess we have to acknowledge the, 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 the irony of a bunch of people <laughs> on the internet that are saying their names and putting their faces out there and broadcasting to tens of people. Um, <laughs> hey, we have we have we have almost twenty live viewers right now, so <laughs> so I'm not wrong. Tens of people, <laughs> yeah, al almost dozens. <laughs> Yeah, we're encroaching on dozens. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but again, it's, good. Yeah, like, it's almost impossible to to not leave a, a digital fingerprint in this day and age. You have to work very, very, very hard to do that. Yeah. And so the question no is, what counts. should you then be releasing? Well, yeah. certainly your bank account numbers, your password. Oh, no, don't do those, right? Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. like like Kyle did earlier. One, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four. It's <laughs> the kind of code an idiot has on his luggage. <laughs> yeah. Any, I've written that down. Personal Kyle. Yeah, any personal information should should not be out there. Like when you. And it's not always that it's like someone that's nefarious that's asking you for it. It could be a harmless thing, but then somebody nefarious finds that thing because once it's on the internet, it lives there forever. 
So it was on the internet. That's right. <laughs> if you don't want something to get out, don't, don't put it on it. the internet. Yeah. So rule number one, no legitimate no legitimate email will come to you asking for your credit card numbers, your passwords, your social insurance number. Um, none of none of those things will 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 be from a legitimate source. Yeah. There are also not yeah. dozens of Nigerian princes wanting to smuggle money out of their country. <laughs> yeah, and you also don't have a relative that you've never met that died and is also a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you didn't know they were a millionaire when they were alive, they're probably not all of a sudden a millionaire when they're not. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. And CBSA <laughs> is not calling the RCMP to come and arrest you for a package. They wouldn't be calling to tell you that. Service neither, Canada neither does would. not have an enforcement division. Exactly. Yeah. We've gotten a few of those yeah. calls. Yeah. Yeah, so don't 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 put information out there. There's all those like surveys that go out and on Facebook and everything else where people like answer. And I've been guilty of it too in the past when I was a little bit stupid and, and more naive. But now that my old account got sucked and all that information is still there, but mostly hidden, um, I'm a little bit smarter. But yeah, don't don't fill out those surveys. Or at least like make sure that your social media account is locked down so that only the people that you know can see it easily. Mm -hmm. Make the people work harder for it because the people that are doing this are generally lazy and will go after the easy targets first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and while, while we're on that topic, the um, um, the games that that you can play on Facebook of you know my favorite color mm -hmm. and my childhood pet no, yeah. and whatever yeah. those are all just phishing schemes they're, yeah. yeah info mining they're, they're, yeah it's info mining they're, they're very simply trying yeah. to uh um trying to gather information to try and guess your passwords yeah because most people will use something or their recovery like you know recovery you can't remember yeah. your password because now everything makes you have like 30 different characters that contain upper and lowercase and a number and one of the things that's not a letter or number, some sort of weird <laughs> symbol. And, and none of the things, can, none of the things can repeat and all of the stuff, right? Yeah, you can't use any of the words from your, from, your from your your login name for your password and yeah. blah, 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 yeah. blah. So when they can't remember your overly complicated password, the thing is, is what was your first pet's name, or what school did you go to, or your mother's maiden name, and all things that like could easily be found. And, and it's scary what you can yeah. find out about people. Like, and not just like there's you know, if you really get into the whole like open source intelligence thing, you can like have all kinds of cool tools that'll do stuff from public information. But literally, just using Google and Facebook, which are the two most basic things you can find out a scary amount of information about people because everything's on the internet. Well, I, I, I had this discussion with somebody one time and um, this person had their, their first name and their last name uh, visible and their job. And they, you know, a couple of pictures that they posted were from, uh, had, had like a tag, like a geotag. So I, so I knew their first name, last name, the job that they held and the city that they lived in. And from that, 
with a quick Google search, I found that person's middle name, social insurance number, their address from their voter registration, where they went to school, and I had their entire resume. Yeah. It, would, it would have taken absolutely nothing to duplicate that person. Yeah. I, and I wasn't uh, even trying very hard. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if you, if you, I mean, Canada's a little bit better. Our public access information is a little bit more restricted, but in the U.S., it is insane what is available out there that you can get. And like when I was down in the U.S. doing a, a class on some of all of this stuff, we, we were given the assignment to kind of go out and uh, borrow somebody's cell phone, which seems like a, a simple <laughs> thing that most people would do. Um, for those that don't want to hear the story, don't let anyone touch your cell phone. But we were given a, a number to make a phone call to. So my thing was I went up to this random person that I'd never talked to before or seen before. Uh, they happened to be a security guard. So they're in a uniform. They've got their name on their uniform. You know, I've seen them now, so I know what they look like. I know their name. I know where they work. I asked to borrow their phone because I was like, look, I, I left my keys and my phone in the car. I need to call my brother who's got my spare set of keys. Can, can I borrow your phone? And the lady's like, absolutely. Here you go. And like handed me her phone so i called the the number that we had you know organized in advance so that you know and gave them the thing and so that they knew that it was me calling and then you know i handed the phone back and you know said thank you and went on my way later that day we met up with the person that was on the other end of the number we were calling and they're like yeah the person that called with the lost key story yeah this is the phone number from the person that you were calling from their phone uh, use that now to find out about as much information as you can. And in the U.S., for like a couple of bucks, they have websites that will source all the information for you. So for three dollars, uh, I was able to find out all kinds of stuff: her email addresses, her social media accounts, you know, like her grandkids and what they like. It's scary. All just from uh. somebody borrowing your phone and not even looking through her phone, just using it to make a phone call in front of her. Right. Yeah. And so you didn't take any information from that, but having that information gave you a lot. Yeah. It gave me access to all kinds of stuff that I could have then used to build more and gather more information. Because once you start connecting the dots, you have more information to put into your Google search or whatever you're using to search to really start drilling down and getting better and better and better information as you go. <sighs> I knew the internet was a good search tool, but not that good a search tool. It's it's all about those keywords, man. And like, it, you know, there's different layers of the internet, right? So there's like the surface web that like is most of your stuff. But there's like yeah. the stuff that's like not the dark web and you don't need like an onion <laughs> browser and all the, the, the stuff like that. But like, it's, you know, like the public library will have their stuff and it's all still on the internet, but like you can't access it at least not like just by clicking a button. If you know the right web address to type in, which isn't published anywhere, you'll get there. And none of the stuff is behind any sort of security, but the security is that nobody knows where it is, so they won't find it. Security except, by obscurity, yeah. Except that there are a bunch of different ways to find it. Huh. So yeah, like, you know. But you have to be looking for it. You don't come across it by Yes. Accident. 
Yeah. No, you you wouldn't just find it, but lots of you know companies will have that where they'll have like an internal company phone directory that's got your name and your work phone number, your extension, your work email. That if you happen to know the right place to go, it's all there. You know, yeah, yeah. They don't publish that it's like www.companyname.com slash address book. But hey, if you find it, now you've got all this information. And then from there, you can usually find some other stuff as well that can be used now. Now it's like, oh, I know your name and your work email. So now instead of just typing your name into Google, I type your name and your work email. And then maybe you've used your work email to sign up for something somewhere else. And you start connecting all of those links. Hmm. And then Don't you can make that. a few assumptions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's our that's so that's why that that dives into the why of the opsec. So let's yeah. get into the how of opsec and counter surveillance. What 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 can what can we do to minimize our minimize our footprint? Well, I guess, I mean, you know, a lot aside of from not having are, cell phones and not putting our faces on the internet. Yeah. So there's a bunch Oops. of stuff. I mean, you can like, don't, don't everything you do tells a story. You get to yeah. control what that story is by how you act, what you wear, how you present yourself and everything else. So, you know, and the worst is like, you see the cars in the parking lot. And they've got those stickers on the back that show like how many kids they have, or mm -hmm. if they have a dog. Stick, the stick figure family. Yeah. yeah, or or not even that, but like what sports teams times. they like, what school they went to, uh, if they support you know pro or anti, whatever thing is current at the time. You know, like yeah. if you happen to see a. a an off-road vehicle of some type with a uh, Canadian Prepper podcast sticker on the back window. <laughs> that might start yep. telling you that this person's into some sort of preparedness lifestyle and that if you needed to find <laughs> some sort of preparedness supplies, maybe breaking into their car as opposed to like the minivan next to it in a parking lot would be a better result, right? The minivan yeah. likely has better tasting snacks, though. Probably, yes. Especially if it's I got can like, either a confirm or deny with, like that. 12 kids <laughs> on it. Yes, they definitely have snacks in the car in that one. Yep. But yeah, all of the, everything you do, like, you know, someone was asking earlier in the chat about, about my hat. So I, I will answer your question finally. Um, it's from a company called Cry Precision, which may not mean anything to you, but this is a company that makes tactical equipment. So people that know about these things would see this hat and then be able to infer certain things about me. Just like, you know, if you're wearing a Ford hat or, you know, like people would be able to start telling things about you that you like certain brands or, you know, be able to associate things. So like the better you can sterilize yourself, and I don't mean like physically, but like, your appearance and the things that you carry on you to make it be more whitewash yeah. to be more gray man. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, gray man is sort of the concept that everyone talks about, but sometimes you're so gray man that you stand out. Yes. Cause you're the only one that's like completely just like obscure. No like symbols. If, 
Yeah, you got to look like the people look in the area and wear the things that they're wearing and blend in. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. Just take a look at how you look in the mirror. And if you go, man, I stand out. You, you probably do, but maybe like where you're from, you, you, you do, but when you go somewhere else, you know, like where if you go to Europe and you're wearing like, especially like the UK and you want to wear like a tracksuit and like a soccer team shirt, you will blend in like nothing mm. else. <laughs> but maybe walking around Toronto, you kind of look a little weird. Mm -hmm. Depending on the neighborhood. Yeah. Depending on the neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. So what uh, what kind of tools can we use to help minimize or to help help keep ourselves safe? I mean, we've talked we've talked at length about VPNs and two factor authentication, uh, trying to prevent people from getting our information um, through nefarious purposes. I think we've got done two or three episodes on that because yeah. we have some pretty significant computer geeks in our in our midst. But um, at the kind of the ground level, what uh, aside from not having a cell phone and wearing zero brand zero branding or whatever well yeah be be sure to like don't put any more information on your cell phone than you need to put on your cell phone uh certainly don't have a picture that gives away anything even if it's your lock screen i like to play a fun game when i sort of teach some of this stuff to people that have never done it before and especially ones that i've never met and i will get them to take everything out of their pockets and put it down on the table in front of me including their phone. And it's amazing the things that you can get off of that in just a couple of minutes. You know, you look at their keys and if they've got a car key on it, you can usually tell what kind of car it is because it's got a logo on it. You go through and you see their driver's license. Now you have their address, their name, where they bank. So the better you can kind of sterilize that and same with your phone. Like if you have a picture of your kids as your background on your phone, well, even just being in public and I see you tap your phone or something and, oh, there's a picture of you and a, a pretty girl and then kids. It's probably your wife and your kids. So I'm that's tell my wife you called her pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's information now that person has about you. Did you want them to have that? Maybe you don't care, but that's what this is all about is starting to think about some of that stuff. You know, where other people have, like, their whole calendar of things that they've got going on that day on their lock screen. So, like, someone doesn't even need to access your phone, but you tap it or, like, it goes off when you're sitting at the cafe. Someone looks over and sees, oh, they've got a doctor's appointment at this time, and they've got a meeting with someone at this time, and then this and this and that. So they now know where you're going to be and when you're going to be there or where yep. you're not going to be, like your home. More work, <laughs> which is equally as important. Well, yeah. and and you take that one step further, right? If I know if, if I see that you have a doctor's appointment, and I can get the name of the doctor, then a quick Google search, and especially if it's a specialist, I can probably draw some reasonable conclusions about why you're seeing that doctor. And again, yeah. maybe maybe that's to my advantage to know that about you. Maybe it's not, but. It helps build a more complete picture of who you are yeah. and what your risk slash threat level is. Exactly. Like yeah. the, the people that do this kind of nefarious stuff are, are social engineers and they they are 
fantastic at spinning these stories that seem realistic, that have you start panicking and everything, or make you feel so comfortable because they're using all kinds of like neuro-linguistic tools to make you comfortable and trust them and do all of the things and give them more information and keep giving them more and more and more and more. And then eventually, yeah, they could basically just get into your bank account or do whatever it is that they need to do. Well, and, and it also helps build, right? It builds that story, right? If I, if I know that you have, you know, I know that you're, you're visiting because I saw your calendar. I know you're visiting a specific doctor. I know that doctor has treats a specific thing. Um, maybe it's physiotherapy and maybe I know enough about physiotherapy to take a guess based on how you're walking right. that you've got a damaged ACL and I can say, wow, yeah, you know, that's, I tell you about this time that I tore my ACL and now I'm building a bond with you. Yeah, exactly. And that's, yeah, yeah all of that stuff. Yeah. You're, you're telling that story and the, the person talking to you starts building that rapport and now you trust them because you've got this thing in common. Yeah. That's a yeah. very popular approach that people take, right? Yeah. Start start finding start finding the common ground, and that that is something to be aware of, right? Both as, as something that you want people you want to not give up information, um, and so be be really cognizant of that. If somebody if somebody just very few, there are very few coincidences in life I've discovered, and and they're very rarely people that just happen to be going through the same thing at the same time that you're going to meet. They very rarely just happen to be going through the same thing at the same time as you are. Um, yeah. So if they are, there's probably a good reason why they're saying that. And maybe maybe they're just being nice. Maybe it's a good time to ask more questions. Yeah. Um, with Again, without giving anything up. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's, this is the where you start getting into the same thing, like on the digital thing and same with the personal thing, like, how exhausting is it to go through life not telling anyone anything personal about yourself when you're just trying to be polite? Because the vast majority of people that you are going to encounter are not nefarious. They're just people being people. And, you know, you got to balance that, you know, how secretive am I going to be and seem like a total weirdo, you know, versus giving away all of my information to people that I have no idea who they are, what they want to do with it. Right. And like, you got to yeah. weigh the pros and the cons and do the risk assessment and all of that stuff. And Yeah. And, and it's, it's more about, it's more about strangers, right? If stranger yeah. danger is, is more of a, more of a thing to pay attention to, right? If you are, um, if you, if you have a rapport with somebody, like I've like Gavin's been to my house. I had never met Gavin before he came to my house, but because, you know, we have enough people in common because, you know, we've interacted enough. Um, I feel reasonably confident that a, he would figure it out on his own if he really wanted to anyways. And B, I could probably, I could, I could probably take him, I could probably take him hand to hand. So the risk is pretty low. Yeah. And that, that's, that's how life goes, right? Is you, you meet people, you, you develop a relationship and all of the things. You just got to be cautious and don't, don't not trust people, but don't be super trusting right off of the bat until, you know, like you got to see that they're giving you something in return and yeah, feel it out. And, you know, we're all going to get burned at some point or another, but this whole thing is trying to mitigate those times. Mm-hmm. 
because yeah, you gotta you gotta live your life and not just be a social recluse that doesn't do anything and all that. And like this whole gray man thing, like it's a great concept because it kind of illustrates stuff. But like, do you really want to take a different route to work? every single day so that nobody recognizes your pattern because there is no pattern that is exhausting but an absence of a pattern is also a pattern right it's, it's probably more suspicious to take a different route every day than it is to simply you know deviate every once in a while from your route right if, if you yeah. go to if you go to such great lengths that's that's even more suspicious than taking no measures to protect yourself well exactly right eventually they'd be able to figure out the one route that you haven't taken yet and go yeah. from there because every time if you take a different one you start crossing those routes out it would take a while and you probably need some supercomputer to figure it out but yes the much like social media the absences can sometimes be louder than the things that you're actually seeing um yeah yeah you need to just not be completely predictable like don't have a schedule but don't be completely random either because that's either just not realistic or it's exhausting or it's going to just have the opposite effect. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I can agree with that. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So some things we can do, right? I've got my phone set so that when I get a notification, so that my notifications don't show up on my screen. Uh, I have to, I have to like press a button on the side of my phone in order to get that screen to show up, and even then, I have to unlock it in order to actually see anything. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's a good first step. Whoa! What the heck just happened to my computer there? Uh oh! Did Not Jesus is probably hacking onto your system. <laughs> yeah, something no, like I that. Have it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I'm the same. Like, and I. You know, all the all the new phones use fingerprint things or facial recognition to unlock your phone because they're more convenient. Um, I don't use that. I still use a password that I have to type into my phone because the facial recognition thing you can unlock it by like holding it up to a really good quality picture of somebody. Um, so you know, you think your device is secure, but it's not. You know, like use those conveniences once your phone is unlocked per se but don't have it be the thing that unlocks your phone you know so if you don't want to have to log into your email on your phone you use your face to recognize your email login because it stores all the things there okay good fine but just don't have that be how you unlock the phone because yeah don't carry things in your wallet that you don't necessarily need to have in your wallet one because don't even carry a wallet. Yeah, you know, there's certain things you're going to need to carry. Is you know your driver's license and all of those things you're going to need to show. As we go more and more digital, you're going to be able to get away with that and have it inside of your secure phone. But again, if it's digital, mm -hmm. it's on the internet, and you know, same Somebody same but different. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we have couple of questions in the chat here. Uh, one from Kyle, tips for finding fake credit card readers at, say, gas pumps. Uh, it's also pretty common to see them at um, ATMs, especially third-party ATMs that aren't at your mm -hmm. banks. Um, they will look a little, they should look a little bit different. They kind of sit over the existing card reader. Yeah. So it, might, it might stick out a little bit. Um, I'm sure that the technology on those is changing pretty rapidly. 
mm-hmm. but um, that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of where we are. Yeah, and I think like people have kind of gotten away from those now, and they've gone like everything is now NFC, mm-hmm. so they don't even need to have the card reader anymore to get the magnetic strip. All they have to do is get close enough to you that their device can just read the information off of your card. So like an RFID wallet or sleeve for your important things that have NFC would be good. But yeah, if there's a card reader attached to something, it's going to be something that sits over top of the one. So like, it's good at like if you if you're at the gas station and you see one pump where the card reader looks weird compared to the others, that's probably the one. It's that's probably a sign. Bears. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, maybe don't go and use like the weird random third party ATM that's in a super shady convenience store or like kind of in a really awkward weird spot. Like if all of a sudden there's just a weird third party ATM in like the corner of a mall somewhere or a bar like yeah where it's like you know it's not that one shouldn't be there but it's maybe not somewhere that's like it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. like it'd be pretty it's obvious a, it's a dimly, dim, yeah. dimly lit place right if it's in a bar yeah. it's dimly lit it's harder to tell when something's gone wrong with it and that yeah. might not be through any uh you know we're, you know i'm not trying to throw any or throw any any blame at either you know you know, establishment owners or, or yeah. operators, nor the, nor the owners of the third-party ATMs, right? Like those those ATMs provide a valuable service, and I think most of them are legitimate. But I think those become easy targets Absolutely, for people yeah. with nefarious intent. Yeah, like yeah, uh, if someone put one in like down a back alley somewhere, it's like okay, that's very <laughs> obvious that I don't use that ATM. But like yeah, there are definitely if it's, not, if, yeah. if it's not next to a bar or a pawn yeah. shop or. A yeah. tattoo shop or a yeah, beer store, <laughs> liquor store, or something like that. Yeah, don't use it. Yeah, and it's not necessarily even the business that has it inside that is the one that is, you know, being bad. It's they may have been tricked into putting a fake ATM and stuff like that. So yeah, try to use, you know, as much as you can brand name ones and make sure that there's nothing over it. But yeah. An RFID wallet or sleeve over your your cards with NFC is probably about the best thing that you can do right now. Here's another question. Uh, It says, I've heard of serial numbers of guns being used in image searches. Yeah, I mean... Do you be able to shed any light on that? I suppose it's possible. Yeah, I, I mean, it depends, like, so it depends, again, like, where the information, what country, and how all of that stuff is stored securely. Like, in Canada, one would hope that the registry for firearms with these registration numbers is very secure because it's the RCMP that has that data. But, again, if you put that out there, in theory, someone could then replicate that serial number onto something else, and now you're the one to blame even though it wasn't your firearm. So again, probably not something you need to be super concerned about. Um, if you're posting pictures of you and your guns, you've obviously probably don't have a whole lot of Persec that you care about for that because mm-hmm. you're posting pictures of you with guns. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, that will make you a target yeah. Yeah. at some point, no matter what. Absolutely, right? So Also, Gavin, know, what did you get up to today? I saw some pictures. 
Uh, today, nothing. I was, uh, I was oh, at I the range yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, I was yesterday. shooting guns yeah. at the range yesterday. I shot a match. Yeah. But like that's, <laughs> you know, like I said, with like yeah. the hat I'm wearing right now is maybe a little bit more obscure, and it's for the people that are like in the know. But like, if I had a Smith and Wesson or a Glock hat, you know, or something that's like <laughs> says guns Same. or firearms on it, then there's a good chance that someone would think that I'm into those things. Um, and use that to their advantage potentially, right? So you know, do you, you want to? Yeah, do you want to like disclose <laughs> this information to people that this is something that you're into? That's up to you. But yeah. it it can certainly be used against you. Yes, it can also go in your favor. Absolutely, I, right? I, I, like somebody somebody's wearing a somebody's wearing a Smith and Wesson hat, you know. There's there's far less chance of of you know there's 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 a, there's a really high chance that that person um, is not one to follow home and that's probably that's that's probably something you would want to avoid. Yeah, and I mean Just sometimes general, having yeah. those social interactions with people like I, I was out uh, in in New Brunswick for work a couple of months ago, and I went to go return my rental car. And the guy at the counter had a SIG t-shirt on. You know, and if you don't know the manufacturers, that wouldn't mean anything to anybody. But I was like, oh, hey, like, nice shirt. Like, you know, and then we started talking about guns and all of that and shooting. It's something that we both are in common. And obviously, I didn't have nefarious intentions, so it wasn't a bad thing. But that just shows kind of how that works, right? I noticed mm -hmm. a thing. We started talking. We built some rapport. I could have probably started asking him some more personal questions and he probably would have answered them because that's how that works. Because that's exactly how that works. What's your, yeah. uh, what's your, what's your favorite gun to shoot? What's the, what's your favorite gun in your collection? What are you missing from your yeah. collection? Oh, are yeah. you a member at a club? Which club? Oh yeah. That's pretty cool. When do you go, do you get to go shooting there very often? Oh, you're there every Saturday from, from 10 to four. Yeah. Cool. Good to know. The guy that the guy that uses the guns isn't home for a, for a, for a standing six hour date every week. Exactly. Do you bring your wife with you? Do you bring your kids <laughs> with you? Yeah. All yeah. those things, right? If there's nobody home and he's got all the guns with him at the range, hey, yeah. perfect opportunity. Absolutely. You know, it's one of those things could start making you paranoid if you start going too far down this rabbit hole and being so concerned and worried about everything and like. You know, but yeah. you, you should be like yeah, aware of this and like, why is this person that I don't know coming asking me all of these things? And what can they possibly gain by asking me these things? Yep. All right. I think that gives us a lot of, uh, that gives us a lot to, to think about. So, um, Anything else we need to talk about in terms of tools or equipment we should have, shouldn't have? I mean, obviously, there are certain legal limitations on things like your double mirrored sunglasses. Test, Look but... behind you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, to, you know, to, to where do we stand really... on shoe phones? <laughs> do they Ooh. work? I, I usually stand on them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the idea is that you just, you know, like, I, I wouldn't say that you should or shouldn't have certain things on you because that's all situational sort of dependent. And, like, 
I think there are certain things that the average person should have them on anyways, like a pocket knife. It's something that you can use all day, every day. However, if you happen to be somewhere like the UK where pocket knives are verboten, maybe you don't have one of those things on you. And having that thing on you is going to make you stand out because no one else is going to have it, right? Yeah. So while it's a good tool to have because you use it to open packages and cut up your sandwich or do whatever else you do, Locally, that's a terrible idea. Plus, you know, it looks so really, really cool when you slice your apple and then eat the sliced apple off the tip of your knife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is probably just one of the coolest <laughs> things that you can do, especially if you've got a really old school, like proper pocket knife, like a nice yeah. wood handled one. Wood yeah. handled, like yeah. no peel, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's classy as all heck. An actual <laughs> fruit knife. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I would say, and so a lot of this stuff maybe isn't relevant to like your day-to-day -day life, but maybe more so when you travel and you're a bit more vulnerable uh, is mm -hmm. when you should sort of really do some of this stuff and, and pay attention to it. And one good way to do that and not look like a tourist when you are a tourist, um, if you use Google Maps, and you go to the place that you're going to go visit and you go down to like the street view thing, you can kind of like, you won't see people's faces, but you can actually get the images of, and get a gist of what it is that the local people wear. Or yeah. were wearing two years ago. Yeah. But it'll give you an idea of how the locals look so that if you're worried about not fitting in, you could try to fit in a little bit better that way and not stand out so much. Um, yeah. You know, and things to be cognizant of whenever you're going places is that, like, it's not always digital security that's going to give you away. Um, the little old Italian lady that stands on the balcony smoking cigarettes, she's probably watching people that don't fit in the neighborhood more than anyone else. Right, like she's out there all day, every day, and is nosy. She's going to be like that guy is not part of this neighborhood, and he stands out, mm -hmm. which isn't always you know, a I, bad thing, right? But that's. Yeah, I, I remember at one point I, I I lived in I lived on the on a, on a in high rise, and I would sit on my balcony about the same time every day as. You know, as my shift ended, I would come home and um, I'd sit on my balcony and, and kind of watch the, you know, observe the, the happenings around. And for about five days in a row, I noticed a Brinks truck driving by. And, you know, it's obviously running the same route, the same pattern on a consistent basis. And then the, the following week, I, I realized that it was the same truck, right? Even the same vehicle number because they all print the numbers on the top of the trucks. Right, so it's the same truck number as well as taking the same route, um, you know. And that's not to say that you shouldn't that you shouldn't drive the same road twice. It's saying that um, it shouldn't know. be like clockwork. So, right? yeah, it should just be the same route, the same time every day, because then that's too predictable, right? Yeah. Obviously, you know, it's a little bit different. Like if you're a Briggs truck and you've got a route that you have to do, like. Yep. Can't really help that sometimes, but maybe you should try to vary that a little bit, right? Yeah, you can vary the time. You can vary the, vary yeah. the, the um, maybe the exact turns that you take, whatever it is. But yeah, one day you do the order this way, the next day you do it the reverse, and then you know you switch it up, but try to keep it, you know, 
But again, it's to be completely gray man and invisible to everybody is it's exhausting. Nobody has that in them. Like it, it you can't. It's unless you're it's Jack too Reacher. Much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of Jack Reacher, and yeah. if we could all be like Jack Reacher, then well. I probably wouldn't be on the show. Or I guess Snowden's probably a guy that does that stuff all the time. But yeah, but then I mean, even even he didn't. Uh, yeah. Even he came out of hiding at one point, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone always gets caught like doing something stupid. But yeah, I guess you know, if you really wanted a burner phone, would be a good thing to have. But again, then you can't you you can't carry your regular phone, your burner phone at the same time because then those two things can get associated to one another, and then that yep. kind of negates the whole point of a burner phone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you probably shouldn't be using your laptop or your phone connected to any sort of public Wi-Fi because that's a great way for people to steal your information. And if you are going to be on the internet using public Wi-Fi, don't use the same public Wi-Fi at the same place at the same time. Yeah, go next door. Yeah, use different Wi-Fi all the time. And make like, sure that your VPN is up to date. Yeah. Kyle's got and a you, good comment you, there in the chat. <laughs> he is the great gray man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there I are there are Ian. pictures of me and Ian. Like in like Ian and I are in the same picture in at least in at least twice. Uh, at least two pictures. Um, I can I can attest to the fact that I am not him. I I will say that I have seen both of them in the same place at the same time in real life. But they also yep. could have paid me to say this. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> um, I will say though that it, it's and the reality is that no, there's no way to verify which yeah. of those stories is true. Yeah. That is correct. That's, that's the beauty of misinformation. Um, <laughs> one of those things could be yeah. true, the other not. But yeah, one great way that I, I've um, seen to disappear is to look homeless. Um, the vast majority of people don't want to associate with homeless people. So if you are trying to not be seen, try and make yourself look homeless, but some things that'll give that away are like the quality of your shoes and your watch and little things like that. So if you're going to do it, you got to get the, you got to get the details. Yeah. Um, but that's a great way to be invisible. And those are also people that are in an area that are very aware of who's regularly in the neighborhood and who isn't. So can potentially be great sources of information, much like the little old ladies on the balcony. Mm -hmm. Good neighbors are the best security. Nosy neighbors are yep. the best security. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. shall we uh, move into the podcast challenge? Uh, Brad, you got that? I can most certainly do that once we get down here. Where the heck do we go? <laughs> Crap. Brad is not very here well we prepared. No, I am not. I will be absolutely honest for that one for this today. But uh, the podcast challenge to, to lower your online profile and consider a backup system to access some emergency finances. Yeah, there was a great one that just came out, one of the Bitcoin wallets or crypto. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's Bitcoin, but it's crypto where they don't have any. 
of your information. So when the Ontario government requested it, they're like, we don't even have that information to give you. Nice. Yep. Huh. That's a great, that's a great way to, great way yeah. to, uh, yeah. Keep your, keep yourself a little bit isolated there. Yeah. And what was it? Signal, um, I think did something similar too, where like they requested all the information and they're like, all we have is this. Oh, and because you requested the time of the, the thing, we've given it to you in Linux time. <gasps> <laughs> Which, like, I'm sure they'll be able to convert, but it's just like that one more extra pain in the butt step, right? Yeah. And that's why I donate to Signal, allegedly. Yeah. Um, upcoming events, I've got nothing. Um, we're, we're all waiting on the world to change. Until then, I don't think there's anything that's actually happening. Yeah. I mean, uh, there is the, the upcoming uh, CCFR National Range Day, but that's probably if you're going to go to that, that kind of goes against the gray man thing. So, yeah, you know, that is yeah. Right. It's it'll be a fun time. Yeah, um, well, I will put that in for the show notes. Yeah, it'll be a fun time there to take all of this advice and throw it out the window. Take throw it right out the window. <laughs> yeah, I post them on social media of you going out and having a great time with your friends in a safe environment, enjoying. One of the oldest <laughs> pastimes. Yeah. Really? Um, we we didn't put anything in for the deal of the week um, because no. we didn't want flocks of people going to the same place and going, hmm, how did you find out about this? Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, it's not fair to talk about deals when Ian's not here to talk about his latest CGN deal. That's true. It's true. It's really true. Um, that is true. Just because Kyle needs his statistics, uh, we've now gone 57 minutes and 18 seconds before I mentioned carbon monoxide. Oh, there you go. Uh, I mentioned not. Yeah. I mentioned not work that into the uh, to the to the show at all tonight, and I'm I'm a little disappointed in myself. Um, I, I have gone ahead and reprimanded myself on your behalf, Kyle. Um, here we are. Um, shoutouts. I got nothing. Anybody want to shout shout somebody out and break the gray man? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give one out to, uh, they're not listening to this or anything, so they'll never hear it. But um, for people that are interested in kind of some of the stuff that I'm talking about and some of the things that I've learned, I've met this person in, in real life. I've taken a bunch of classes from uh, Ed Calderon, Ed's Manifesto on like the internet, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, if you're into that kind of stuff and want to learn more, he is an amazing resource for all of this stuff because he That's was a... Cool. Yeah, Mexican narcotics officer for over a decade. So he has learned from both yeah. sides of that equation because sometimes the criminals are the best people to learn from because they're the ones doing the bad things. Yes. But yeah, great resource mm -hmm. of information, and I highly recommend taking a class with him if and when you have the ability. Yeah, to that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. Yep. Just some of the information he puts out is very, uh, very yeah. neat. But, yeah, and super current. Good. Anyone you want to shout out, Brad? Um, no, uh, um, my neighbors, actually. They don't even listen to this show, but uh, <laughs> um, they did my driveway with the, the, last, uh, the last couple of snowstorms, last couple of dumpings that we've had on here, Nick and, uh, Nick and Shane and Ron. They've, uh, they've, uh, my snowblower has died as well as my generator this year. I don't know what the heck's going on. But uh, I called them up and said, my snowboard's dead. Can you come over and do my laneway? And they, uh, they brought a backhoe over and did my laneway. And 
Nick Nick drives him back over a snow removal company, and he did my laneway a couple of times, and I thank him for that. Well, that's very cool. Uh, uh, and we don't have any new email iTunes email or iTunes reviews, which is kind of lame, uh, but that's how things go, I guess. And so with that, we'll bring episode 150 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. You can find us on Pod Pod you can find the podcast on <laughs> iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Please help us out and submit a review. It helps people <laughs> find us and gives us something to talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Pepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That gives you an alert when we're going live. If you want to get me directly, you can find me at alan at prepperpodcast.ca. That's with one L. Gavin, where can people find you? Uh, the best place you can usually find me is uh, Instagram, UrbexGTA. Uh, I also uh, allegedly uh, do some instruction of firearms and first aid through Ragnarok Tactical. And on Monday nights uh, on YouTube, again, throwing all of the stuff we've talked about today out the window, I do a different <laughs> podcast, the Canadian Patriot Podcast, where we get very political and basically it's all out on the internet. So, yeah. Sometimes very drunk. Yes. But that's plausible deniability. <laughs> that is correct. I've seen some of those shows. You guys get uh, pretty into it, which is pretty good. <laughs> is Anybody it going to be better or worse because tomorrow's a holiday? Yeah. That is true. Uh -oh. <laughs> Anybody wants to reach me, I can. Uh, you can hit me at monkman038 at gmail.com. And if you are so inclined, please check out Rapid Survival at www.rapidsurvival.com. You can find Eric there, actual Eric, on the live <laughs> on the live chat while buying some prepper gear. Uh, you can also get actual Eric at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. <laughs>